Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Live. Welcome, everybody, to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. And I just want to take the opportunity to tell folks about our new newsletter format. We are using Substack. So Suzanne and I have been getting a lot of emails. You know, what the heck's going on with your newsletter? Mostly people excited, which is very exciting. We were on a email platform, I don't know, about a year ago, and we got deplatformed. Uh, from that email platform, they actually ended up sending us an apology letter, but it was a little too late. We already had to switch platforms to kind of like a Band-Aid platform until we could find our permanent home. And we found our permanent home with Substack. So if if you are getting our newsletter, uh, awesome. If you're not getting our newsletter, feel free to sign up. If you just go to mustreadalaska.com, there's a newsletter button on the very top and you can click on it and put in your email, put in your you know, mom's email, your dad's email is a Christmas gift or a birthday present, and you can get our newsletter. There's a free, there's always a free option, excuse me, but there's also a paid option. Substack allows folks to be able to contribute to Must Read Alaska to kind of help join in the cause to help pay the light bills. And uh, if you want to, if you want to do that or be a part of that, there's always an option via Substack. So just wanted to give people a heads up. But without further ado, we have an awesome guest today, one of my favorite representatives. Representative Sarah Vance, welcome to the Must Read Alaska show. Thank you so much for coming on. Hi, John. Well, uh, our folks are big fans of yours, Sarah. And so tell us a little bit um, about some of these, uh, you know, you all have organized and you are chairing a couple committees. Tell the folks about some of these committees that you're chairing and maybe some of the things that you're trying to tackle these next couple years. Well, I tell you, it's been a whirlwind here in Juneau. I mean, everything uh, came together very quickly. Uh, you know, looking back, uh, the last two organizations took more than 31 days after the start of session to come together. And um, legislators from both all spectrums said, we really have to do the work of the people and get started as soon as possible. So there was a, a different momentum this year that um, really just halted the delay. And I'm so pleased that we were able to just come together and and get about the work of the people. So that's the first thing that I'm really excited about being in the majority is uh, is governing. And so I have been bringing my office together and organizing um, meetings. I'm now the chair of judiciary and of the special committee on house fisheries. As you know, that's very important to my district. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm working on what my first meetings will be. Our first committee meeting for judiciary house judiciary will be on Friday. We're hearing uh, two bills after we do kind of an introduction of, of different policies that the committee um, I'm looking at my alaskaleg.gov. If you want to follow along on 
legislation, um, we'll, we'll be hearing HB 38, which is a, a spending cap. And this is offered by uh, Representative Will Stapp. It's a companion to Senator James Kaufman's spending cap. And this is one of our caucus priorities that Alaskans have said for quite some time is that we need to we need to put a lid on our uncontrolled spending. So I wanted to make it very clear that that was a priority to us. We'll have a first hearing on that. And the second one is House Bill 11 by uh, Representative Josephson, and it is um, crime in, of assault in the presence of a child. Mm. So some of the direction that I want, I would like to go in judiciary is to bring justice to uh, our children, justice to um, those who have experienced assault. Uh, we passed uh, an incredible uh domestic violence and sexual assault bill last year, HB 325, that redefined consent. Incredible work, but we still have so much to do. But there's been little conversation in the past four years that I've been here about protecting children. And I think it's way past time. I like that. I think that um, that's one of those things that's always uh, a good thing to go and do. It's probably heartbreaking to do some of that work as you hear the stories of uh, you know, from kids or about kids that have been abused or victimized. So I applaud you for doing that kind of work. Um, tell me, talk, let's talk a little bit about the fisheries um, or or fish in general. Um, there seems to be, you know, here on the Kenai Peninsula, at least I can say, you know, um, where uh, all the boats are parked there down in Kenai, it seems to be a whole lot less fishing these days than it looked like 10 years ago. Do we have any hope for just fishing in general, uh, if somebody lives on the Kenai Peninsula, what's your take on on the uh, future of fishing in Alaska? I I believe we do, but I'm I'm also a Pollyanna. I like I I like to be optimistic, uh, but it does come down to good management and um, and really being able to share the resource. You know, I want to make sure that from a, a house fisheries perspective is that we are having conversations about all the fisheries across Alaska and um, protecting the resource. That's our ultimate goal so that, that everyone can have fish in their freezer and food on the table. Uh, that's the ultimate goal for Alaskans. And I believe that there's room for everyone. So uh, I'm looking at the makeup of my committee and hoping to have a regional representation as much as possible and uh, be able to have those conversations. I have not ske yet scheduled fisheries committee meeting, but I'm looking at my first meetings to be on the bycatch task force to get oh an gosh. overview. That sounds amazing. I love that you're going to tackle bycatch. Everybody, I, it's like um, the, uh, something that I feel like is one of the root problems of fish in Alaska is this trawler bycatch. So can you just briefly tell people, because some people don't even know what that is, what that is and why you're tackling it? Well, if we rewind, I, it, it, maybe it's been two years ago now uh, that uh, Alaskans really started that, you know, saying, hey, what's going on here? I'm The reports that we're getting is, is really... Um, detrimental to our fishery. And I had been writing letters to the North Pacific Management Council who manages our federal waters in Alaska on the importance of abundance-based management. Because what was happening is that the trawl fleet that does the large industrial scale fishing in our in the waters off of Alaska uh, was, was taking more incidental 
halibut than what our directed mom and pop fisheries get to t- harvest to all put together. And wow. that to me, that's just not fair. Yeah. And uh, it's what they're throwing overboard is more than what our guys get to harvest. So I started having the conversation saying we need to make it all things equal because we're not protecting the resource and, and we're not really giving everyone a fair shot. So I've uh, been a voice in that and started to look at um, more of the impacts and listening to the voice of the people. So I asked the question of the state, are there any directly impacts of bycatch on our in-river use? Because we know what's going on in the Yukon, that uh, the natives, that the locals were not able to fish up there for the past couple of seasons. And um, that's that's their main salmon is their main source of protein. And then, um, you know, up in the Matsu, the Susitna drainage has, because of the Northern Pike has had issues for a long time. Obviously that's not bycatch related, but in my mind, uh, we are, we are focusing our, our harvest by individuals and by our local fishermen on a few key areas. And it's really putting a strain on the system. So I want to know what the overall impact is. And that's the questions that we're going to be asking is what conclusions did they come to with the bycatch task force? If they could give an overview and where do we go from here? People want action. They're tired of all the talk. They're tired of more task force. We need to figure out what it is that we can do to put things going in the right direction. I love it. So if you're a commercial, if you're, you know, what we consider in Alaska commercial fisher, you know, fishery, which is like two guys and their boat or a sports fishery or sports fishermen, y'all need to think about maybe stop suing each other and look at these big bycatch um, situations that are really, in my opinion, the thing that that is killing uh, fish in Alaska. So way to go for uh, wanting to tackle that. Let's talk about one of your bills, which is very exciting. I I'm very hopeful that it gets some steam this year because I think um, that uh, it's a byproduct of what we had to go through, what some people experienced during COVID. No, the your no patient left behind bill. Talk to us a little bit about it and and what it what it means for somebody who you know potentially has a family member in the hospital. So John, we've talked about the no patient left alone act. Uh, before. And uh, if we rewind a little bit to a third special session, I, you know, I forget what year now, because they kind of all run together in my mind. Uh, I passed that as an amendment on the floor to a telehealth bill. And there were a couple of other medical freedom amendments that uh, were gaining momentum, and people got nervous. And so they pulled the bill, essentially killed it, and therefore killed the opportunity to of a person to have uh, an individual to have a, a support person at their side when they're in a healthcare facility. So I introduced the bill again, and uh, it received no hearings this last term. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. So I've been working on just really what's the best approach with that bill? What's going to ensure that individuals can have a support person by their side, whether that's a family member or a, a loved friend in a senior home, a hospital? long-term care, it doesn't matter where, uh, if it's a medical facility, they should be able to have someone there, whether they're going through surgery or at end of life. So I I looked at what other states were doing, and uh, there have been several states who've passed, successfully passed different models. And so the differences that you'll see this time is that I've included the words in person. 
I didn't want hospitals to uh, say, oh, well, they, they're having their loved one there through this iPad. I yeah. specifically use the words in-person support. And then I also included a civil liability. If the healthcare facility does not follow the law, then an individual has a right to file suit. Yeah, if people can remember during COVID, um, I'm sure the families that went through it remember, people had family members dying in the hospital, whether it be from COVID or cancer or anything that was happening during COVID. And hospitals around the state were not allowing, um, you know, sons, daughters, mothers, fathers, husbands, wives to go be with their loved ones as they passed away. They literally had to die alone. In, all for the sake of COVID. And so I think that this bill is awesome. It's heroic. And I hope it gains some traction um, and it passes. So um, tell me about this next bill, which is very fascinating to me. We talked briefly about it before um, uh, we started here. School district healthcare consolidation. This seems like a uh, impossible beast to tackle, but you're going for it. So talk to me a little bit about what this bill is. So this bill is House Bill 21, and it was part of my pre-file. I wanted to, um, you know, broadcast that I was introducing this bill again. And this allows school districts, municipalities, and the University of Alaska to consolidate their health care with the state's health care plan called Alaska Care. It just creates a larger pool of people being able to hopefully save money and uh, access a great health care system. Some of the of our smaller school districts are really struggling to provide quality health care for their teachers, their employees, and that's a, a impacting uh, recruitment and retention. It's really hard on our in our already strained economy for families to be able to afford the health care that they need. And I was listening to our local school district on the Kenai Peninsula uh, when I was there at the school board meeting and they were saying we have to do something we're at mayday level on our health care plan and we need to have a conversation and i remember that four years ago i had this bill that was just an idea it's, it's a pure option but people weren't really interested at that time and i mentioned the possibility and they said let's oh my goodness this this could save us this could really make a difference and um you know four years ago five years ago now when i was first running for office i said you know there are so many things that we can do to reduce our cost and still provide essential services and this is one of those pieces so i'm hoping that uh, School districts and municipalities can take a look at this bill. It just provides an option, and we don't know what the future brings. So I think that um, it's going to be one of those that uh, it, if we need it, it's there, and it may make sense for some municipalities or school districts to join and not for others because it's all about what is affordable and the plan that they prefer as individuals, which I is a Republican principle, is that local governance and they get the option. So to put it into simple forms, you have these school districts or even municipalities that are small. Let's say they have, you know, four teachers or something like that, and they're having to compete and buy health care plans on the open market. And having the leverage of four people is probably not going to get you the best price option. So you're uh, pooling some of these uh, opportunities to create um, a price point that could be 
potentially lower slash competitive. Yes. And think about, we have, uh, what, 54 school districts in Alaska. And think about, they have to have someone to go and look for that health care plan. They have to have someone who has knowledge of health care. And, and so what my goal is in the long run is that it will reduce the cost of having to have this specialized service within the school districts. And they can focus on the classroom. Well, that's exciting. So, uh, you know, the last four, you know, last five or six years have been a little bit of a lackluster opportunity for folks that are on the conservative slant. They feel like, you know, not much has got done, not be it any fault of uh, uh, specific individuals, but just, you know, we've been in the minority for for a while. And so it's hard to get stuff done being in the minority. So what's the temperature like in Juneau now? You all have been able to organize uh, you have an awesome speaker, and you're kind of ready to get things done. Is it a positive, hopeful outlook there in Juneau for uh, Republicans? It is. Uh, you know, there's, it's, um, it's very measured because we know that uh, we don't have an overwhelming majority, uh, and we also have a, an interesting makeup in the Senate. And we are going to have to be purposeful in governing well, and which is what my goal anyway. Uh, so you've seen on judiciary that I have a majority members bill and a minority members bill. And my perspective is if it's good legislation, then I'm going to hear it. Uh, you know, it's, it's our time to govern and show that we learn lessons in the minority on how to treat other representatives equally because we all got here the same way and really conveying the trust of Alaskans to do our job. But there is a different temperature here. It's it's a positive one. It says, hey, we're going to we're going to do this and we're going to make sure that um, we are not going to just mow over people and um, and do things right. So uh, people are getting along. It's always uh, it's very different than the past two organizations, for sure, where everyone was so frustrated and disgruntled uh, because of the delay. We are able to to plan out and, and take time on our committees to have overviews, to really understand the conversations that we're getting into with the different departments. And that's going to automatically result in uh, a more positive atmosphere and hopefully good legislation for Alaskans. That's awesome. So um, let's say you have a constituent that wants to get a hold of you or your office. How do they do that? What's an easy way for them to do that? Um, you know, do you have a generic office number or a generic email? What's a way that constituents can get a hold of you? Well, there's a variety of ways. And uh, if you go to alaskaleg.gov, you can get a hold of all of us. It has my office contact information on there, the, the bills that I've sponsored, that I've co-sponsored. I am available on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and every other platform at Rep Sarah Vance. Uh, but nice. really directly email me at rep.sarah.vance at akleg.gov or call my office at uh, 465-2689. We would love to hear from you and hear uh, your thoughts on the legislation. Uh, we're, we are getting busy, but the, the whole point of me being here is to be able to do your work. So I want to hear from people and uh, it's always helpful to get, you know, encouraging 
emails and phone calls saying that I'm I'm doing what you elected me to do. Well, do you have any last minute thoughts, Representative Vance, before we head off here that you wanted to cover? The floor is yours. I do. There's one topic that we haven't talked about, and it was the number one mandate from my district and Alaskans this year, and that was to repeal ranked choice voting. So I introduced House Bill 4, and Representative Rauscher introduced House Bill 1. So we have decided to move on his bill. Uh, so he is having a here, he's introducing that into the likely the State Affairs Committee. We need people to speak up, send us your emails call in public testimony and tell us your experiences on rate choice voting because over in the Senate, they have a very different perspective and um, we need the truth to come out that, that people want to return to one person, one vote. Nice. Well, I appreciate your works, Representative Sarah Vance, and uh, we wish you nothing but success here at Must Read Alaska. I know you're going to have an awesome uh, year down there in the next couple of years is going to go well for you guys. So very excited about you and the organization that has happened there down in Juneau. And I, I think that you guys are off to a great start, especially not starting 30, 30 days behind the eight ball. So, so nice work on that. So uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning into the Must Read Alaska show and thank everybody who listens, watches and reads Must Read Alaska. If you do love what you're listening, watching or reading, uh, just a reminder that we are not funded by uh, some nonprofit dark money web conglomerate. We're just funded by everyday folks who love and appreciate conservative news. A $5 donation, $10 donation, $100 donation at a time. That's how we keep the lights on here at Must Read Alaska. So if you do want to contribute, just go to mustreadalaska.com. On the right hand side there, there's a donate button. And if you already do that, we want to just thank you for helping keep the lights on here at Must Read Alaska. It's because of your donation that we're able to spread conservative news through all the nooks and crannies of Alaska. So thank you so much, Representative Sarah Vance. Wish you nothing but success. And thank you so much for joining us on the Must Read Alaska show. You're welcome back anytime. Thanks, John. Yep.